Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Brad Webb, where the topics are relevant and serve with truth, transparency, and some much-needed realness. It's a real gospel gumbo, if you please. Here's your host, Brad Webb. Hey guys, I want to welcome you back today for another episode of Real Talk, and uh, we're in the middle of our series on transitions. And one of the reasons that we picked this topic was because of the very transition that I have been going through and my wife, Christy, and today she's here with us. So we want to give her a great welcome today. You want to give them a shout out, Christy? Hi, guys, girls, ladies, men. Hi. Women and children. There we go. So uh, today as we're here, uh, we want to talk to you on the subject of releasing your arrows. And it's an interesting day for us, matter of fact, because we are literally in the process of doing that. Our twin daughters uh, who we did an episode with a couple of weeks back on choosing your pathway um, went off to orientation today at Louisiana Tech and so uh, we have gone through a lot of uh, feelings and emotions and uh, laughs and ups and downs and so today we just want to kind of have a conversation with you about that and kind of let you into our heart and our life and maybe some of you parents are going through the same thing you're seeing your kids off to college and so Christy uh, we've been debating for a while who would feel they're leaving the most correct yes. um, tell us a little bit about that conversation all the way down to I will feel it the most you will feel it the most. I will, because I will um, have to parent alone. Well, with Brad. Parent but, alone, man. But, she's um, coming out with zingers today. I have, um, I'm very dependent on Abby and Emily for a lot of things, and they help me out a lot. And so they won't be there, and I will be. Parent alone. Man, that one hurt. <laughs> Talk about releasing your era. You like released it into my heart because I wonder who does all the cooking and the clean, uh, not the cleaning, but seeing that we have someone who comes in and makes sure you're helping you clean. So, um, but parenting, like getting the littles to and from all their daily things, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. I do that more during the day because you're here at the church and you're yeah. working and. That is going to be a hard step for us because, man, it's going to be 10 years. 10. Yes, that's true. Before we have another driver in our home. That is right. It will be 10 years before our next child can drive herself to school. So if you do not understand the dynamics of our family, we have the twins who are 18. Ella, who is six. Seven tomorrow. Seven tomorrow, her birthday. And Bradley is... And Ella is happy because she's already, uh, matter of fact, for her birthday tomorrow, she gets a new rug for, from grandmom from, for her sister's room, Emily's room. It will become Ella's room. So she's claiming that. That's right. We do feel like she's going to have a hard time though. When, when, uh, we talk about her all the time because she's like in the life of a 17, 18 year old. She does think she's one of them. Yes, she's definitely going to be demoted back to second grade status. Yes, she's gone. <laughs> she has fallen from 12th grade down to second grade. Like, yeah, through the summer. So that's going to be a challenge for her. Uh, but it will be a challenge for us, though, because the twins have helped so much yes. in, in shuffling them around and getting them where they need to be. So and just running around like, you know, you can just run out and 
get something or whatever mm-hmm. and leave all them at home. And now you can't leave a mm-hmm. six and a three-year-old home alone. Yeah, I was telling our family dynamic and I forgot to finish it. So Yes, Bradley, the, the ending, the last one is Bradley, who is three going on four. Next month. Next month he will be four, yes. All right. And so in that dynamic, it's it's funny, we were, we were actually Abby babysits for a lady and we saw her. And when we met her, actually, for the first time, we were joking about who's going to miss Abby the most. And would it be Ella? Would it be Christy? And the babysitter was like, I'm going to miss her the most. Yes, <laughs> the lady. We all have to take care of our own children now. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> She's the same way as me, as we are because we will not have a built-in driver any longer. We'll have to drive them ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard. That's some of the, the the things that we feel like the most. I mean, because, you know, they do help so much or running and picking stuff up for us and different things. Um, I remember a man told me when the twins were born <clears throat> that I had two step savers, you know, because they'll, you ask them to go get some and they bring it back to you. But when they get a license, man, they're mileage, they're mileage That's savers right. and time savers and they everything. help multiply your time so much. And, I think uh, it's, you know, there's, I think one of the things is I've been struggling with the most probably even as much as that is with, with the two gener- different generations in our home, um, it's amazing how our relationship over the last year especially has evolved to really one of a parent to really one of a friend with the twins, you know, would you agree True. with that? Yes. Yes, definitely. And um, so much, I think one of the reasons everybody's kind of amazed at how Bradley and Ella speak so well, and I think it's because the twins are so much older and we're always having more in-depth conversations with them. Adult conversations. Adult conversations. (laughs) And um, it's like if all your kids were kind of the same age and it's all kind of in the child world, but, you know, which the twin, both of the younger kids speak at a whole different level because of that. But, man, I'm going to miss that part, you know, just sitting around the table. and um, We have to go back to second and second pre-K, too. Our conversation goes down conversations. from 12th grade to second and pre-K conversations yeah. at the end of the day. That's one, of, that's one of the things that I think I'm going to struggle with the most. And so uh, that's going to be difficult getting down on the second pre-k levels (laughs) yeah well and just missing that component you know because our relationship has become um so much deeper with them um as we have helped them have conversations about their course in life and where they're going and and those things so well and the title releasing our arrows the whole thing you don't like when you release an arrow you don't like say oh i wish i could go you know, a hundred yards and take my arrow back and redo it. You're the whole point is you're aiming them for something better mm-hmm. and something further down their line and you know, their life. And they're excited. I'm excited for them, the twins, because they're, I mean, I loved college. I loved going off for the first time, you know, by myself, which you're not really by yourself, but you feel like you are, you know, responsibly mm-hmm. you're on your own, you're adult. They're all excited and I'm excited. I'm really excited for them. They're going to have a great time. And, mm-hmm. Enjoy You've been it. a great encourager for them in that because you definitely did have a good, good college experience. And I did. I have friends. We were talking the other day about who, you know, oh, we'll be, we'll have these friends or that friends. And, 
you know, they haven't even begun to meet the fr- meet. They haven't begun to even think about all the friends they'll meet in college. You know, mm-hmm. just the random ones that I'm still in touch with. A long time later, we don't mm-hmm. have to throw out any specific numbers because it's been a long time. But, um, you know, I talked to one this week that you know I met her in college. We met the first week of college, and we're still friends. Mm-hmm. I think too, you know, it's as we work through this together, you know, somebody asked me today, they were like, well, how are you dealing with it? And I was like, well, you know, this is what we've trained them for. You know I mean? Like our whole life, the last 18 years has been invested in getting them to this point, That's right. you know? And so, you know, I, I, I keep repeating the phrase to myself that we just have to trust our training, you know, trust what we've invested in them. Um, it's over, you know, the, the preparation time, like, you know, prepping them for this moment, you know, we've done what we can do. Now that doesn't mean that we won't have a, uh, impact in their life and they won't call and ask for advice from time to time. But the time where they were sitting around our table and investing in them and, uh, getting them ready for life every day, that season is over, you know? So, uh, I remember last night I knew they were leaving this morning and I just went in there and hugged them both. And I said, just remember your training, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, remember your training. Don't forget your training. And uh, I know they can't see you rolling your eyes, uh, <laughs> in the podcast world, but she is rolling her eyes. So she thinks I'm being dramatic. Brad is very I'm emotional more so than dramatic. He's very, Oh, you know, big statement. I guess it is dramatic. You're right. You're correct. But it's very true. Remember who you are and trust your training. Okay. <laughs> You've been trained for this. I, I'm good. I'm good with it. I'm not like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm worried about him going out. I'm I'm ready for him <laughs> to go out and hear the adventures that you know God's gonna use him like in huge ways. Mm-hmm. We don't even know yet, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, and so so there will be that missing component, that part that we we miss having in, in, in around home. And but man, to be able to see what God's going to do in their life is going to be a great time for us. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. And and it'll be very fulfilling. Um, so man, I just want to encourage people that are out there that are in the same season that we're in. You know, you you have to let them go. You have to release the arrow. Uh, Christy talked about that earlier. I mean, once it's, once you release it, you know, you can't take it back and, um, but you have to let it go. I mean, the only way there, an arrow that stays in the quiver, it never accomplishes its goal. And I think today we have a lot of parents that really struggle with letting that go. And so, um, I know we've witnessed a lot of that, you know, like parents overbearing and, seems like they just want to be involved in every single detail of their kid's life. And it's like those days and seasons are really over with. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I definitely think that. I think that though at this point in our life, I don't think like the people that are listening, I don't, you can't just start like, you know, wait till their senior year and teach them everything. I mean, our mm-hmm. girls have been very independent for years. I mean, they've taken, mm-hmm. not taken care of themselves, but they've, you know, added and to our house and to our home and, and done certain things. And, and, um, a lot of people, um, in fact, one of the twins have, have stated in front of a, a class, apparently that the people in her class with her were not prepared. 
and she was basically I think she said, think she said y'all gonna be back home in less than two years yeah <laughs> you're gonna be back living with your mom or something and but the thing is is because they didn't prepare until I mean this was like spring of their senior year of high school and you can't wait until then you know um the whole title of this I keep thinking of the Disney movie where she is the great I can't think of her brave is the name of the movie but I can't think of her name and but um Merida, Merida, thank you, Bree. She um she shoots the arrows over and over, and it shows how you know she gets the arrow, she gets the bow with, as a child, and then she as she becomes a woman, she's such a great, um, she's like right on target, and she wins marksman. the marksman, and she wins the competitions and stuff. But she didn't start as an adult to do this. You know that's the mm-hmm. whole part of 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 training the child is that you have to start as a child, you know, like Ella is already starting to help around the house and doing her own things. And Ella's never had a problem with running her own life. If, if she could drive, she could rule the world, but she can't reach the pedals. But she is, I mean, you know, already doing things to help in life. Even as a college student, she's learning how to cook now. She's learning how to, you know, um, put her clothes and, you know, not necessarily wash them. She, again, she can't reach the washing machine, but she can separate them and sort them and do stuff like that. And so she's getting ready already. You can't wait and say, oh, this is all the stuff you need to learn to go off to college next year. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with us. We've been like getting ready for this up until this point. So they're ready They're We've been practicing with them. We've been letting them go out. And there's so many people that, like stand over them and say, you can't do this unless we're there. You can't do that unless they're there. Yes, they have to have boundaries, but they also have to have their own lives. And if you don't let them have their own life before they go to college, they're not going to know how to do it. Mm -hmm. They're not going to know how to function when they do have their own life and they have their own control. Um, So it's not where I'm not just talking. I don't think we are just talking to the people that have college students right now, but the younger ones, you know, they've got to learn their own independence when you can be there to catch them if they mm. mess up or whatever. Cause that's a good word, Christy, because I, a lot of times, in fact, somebody asked me, what do, what do we do? And I said, trust the, trust the training, trust your training. And you're like, well, what if you don't trust your training? <laughs> you're like, pray <laughs> fast and pray. Right. Is all I can tell right. you, you know, but a lot of cases, you know, and you have to let them go. And one of the reasons for Christy and I, that our excitement about their future overshadows the emptiness in their rooms is because we have been we we've been releasing them for a while right definitely and it's been going through that process of releasing them and so in that dynamic this is like the final release to go to college if you will but it's it's um as she said you know i mean we trusted them and you know you don't build trust overnight no, you don't. And and they're going to screw up. I mean, like we talk about our children like they're, oh, they're the greatest things ever to walk the earth or whatever. And they are in our, our world. But at the same time, they've made their mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've had to to deal with and they've had to deal with their mistakes. They've had to learn from their own mistakes and suffer their own consequences. And and that's what you want it to do. You want it to happen before they go out on their own. That's the main thing. Um, and I think that's so important. A lot of parents... I won't say a lot, but some parents like, you know, stand over them and don't let them make any mistakes or cover up their mistakes or, you know, whatever. But at the same time, you can't do that. You have to like let them 
live with their mistakes and learn from their mistakes at a young age while you're there to to walk through those mistakes with them. And I think it makes them better people and, and definitely more self-sufficient when they do go out. I was thinking just today, I know you thought it was dramatic at the time when one of them did something wrong. And I actually had them write a paper on what was the difference between discipline and punishment. And you were like, oh, my Lord. And uh, But I really think it drove a great point home for them where they began to realize that there's consequences for every action. But we have to look forward, you know, and how discipline looks forward and punishment looks backwards. And I think at, because we've been able to help them understand that you have to look forward. If you fall down, you have to look forward and you have to learn from those mistakes. And, and um, man, I know what Christy and I are experiencing is nothing like some of you may be experiencing. You may be having a whole different set of emotions. You know, you may be thinking, how's my son going to live? Well, there's a thing called a meal card. You know, meal where you get your meal plans. True. And uh, at, um, we were worried that you were worried that Abby would starve to death. You <laughs> she know. won't starve to death. But, just, you know, they've well, the vendors around town take the Tech Express. So there you go. Uh, we do think there's hope for her. There you um, go. Oh, she will eventually, you know. She will mm-hmm. learn where to go to food, for food. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, they can cook. I, they just don't, you know a lot of effort for it because they know that if they wait they wait us out long enough brad or i want to gonna get up usually brad is gonna get up and do it because we're gonna be hungry too Mm -hmm. so and so that's a good part you know just the training and and man this is really a lot for for parents that are going through it but as christy said earlier parents that are yet to go through it man don't wait you know i want to i want to just speak to dads and moms i mean don't let making money become the substitute for investing in your children because if what you invest in them is what they're going to take off to college with them and to life you know as you invest all the way along the way and it's not just letting them learn academically but really teaching them how to do life and experiential stuff and um it's it, the every it's day. That's never, the it's every day. The yeah. The every day, not the, um, mm-hmm. you know, just the, the work ethic or whatever, but they've got to learn the every day and functioning, you know, one-on-one they've got to learn the every day and functioning in their own homes all the time. Mm-hmm. So. And so, man, we just want to encourage everybody, um, that it's just really, you just have to trust them and release them. And if they make mistakes and you'll be there to help pick them up, don't barricade the driveway. You know, don't, and, uh, just let them, let them take it in. Yeah. They, um, Brad has a tendency to say, oh, this is the last, you know, last year was the last Christmas that you'll be in our house. And I'm like, are they never coming home again? You know, this is the last year you'll be this year. This is the last time you'll be whatever. So our six-year-old announced this morning, this is the last time I'll sleep in my house as a six-year-old. <laughs> so you don't have to dramatize everything. She's going to be seven tomorrow. So it's the last time. And um, it's not the last time they do come home, but you know, they will be more independent and more, more, um, unique people when they get back but they'll still be them and they'll still be you know Mm -hmm. what do you think um from your your perspective what do you think would be one thing that we will do different with our second generation of children that we may could have done with the the first 
make them cook earlier. Make um, them cook earlier. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think mm-hmm. our our girls are pretty pretty good girls. Mm-hmm. I think. I think one of the main things that that I would have done different, and this is still hard, even though I know I would have done it different, was, of course, being a pastor at, at the office and stuff. You know, we we spend so much time studying studying the Bible, and then a lot of times, you know, reading the Bible or devotions would be before they got up, or uh, I was just did so much of it at the at the, at the office, you know, and um, even though we may have talked to them about the Bible or read the Bible with them. Um, I wish I would have um, done it more openly, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just to where they at, at random times. And so even knowing that, um, I still it's still hard to do. It's just so hard to slow down. That's something you and I struggle with the most. And we probably both would agree today the greatest times in our life are when we get up early and read the Bible together, read it out loud and and pray together yet man it's so hard sleep is so sweet yeah and we are not early morning people at our home none of us none of the six of us are early morning people so um yeah that it, it is hard but it's worth it in the mm-hmm. end to go ahead and make that effort or whatever and um i think one of the things i would talk to them about and and it's personality wise um is just getting out there and and like allowing people to if they mess up i don't mean like do stupid stuff but you know not being afraid to speak to people to speak Mm -hmm. up for themselves or just on a friendly level just speak to people because the um the twins are um they're more of a not shy necessarily but they're they're like one of them's more definitely introverted than the other one but then there's ella who's not introverted at all and can talk to anybody she's Mm -hmm. more of a Brad's child. A lot of that's personality. Right, and it's personality. And but I would encourage them, I think, more mm-hmm. to be more like that. Not mm-hmm. more like Ella necessarily, but just more of a outspoken. Outspoken and, and, and they did it later in life and they'll get more and more of it. Mm-hmm. But I think I would have encouraged them earlier because like forcing um, them to ask the waiter for ketchup. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um that and you you kinda laugh at that, but that's a true thing. Like she definitely would not order for herself at all Mm -hmm. and even afterwards after she had ordered you call the waiter you ask Mm -hmm. the waiter you even if the waiter's standing there going what do you need it would just be silence Mm -hmm. she would literally not speak to the waiter one-on-one and i would encourage more of that earlier like you know when Mm -hmm. maybe i don't know and maybe it is all just personality and they're just shy and they get over it or whatever but um that's another thing i would yeah probably encourage well in that dynamic it's just um it's gonna be a great time for us and so man if you're a parent out there going through this season just enjoy the journey uh make the most of it um uh please release the arrow definitely release the arrow don't be dramatic about the arrow don't constantly (laughs) monitor the arrow (laughs) true don't do that give them their space yeah and, you know, sit back and, and congratulate yourself for getting them through it and getting them to this point successfully. That's right. We did it. We got them there. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're going out to be their next, the next generation of leaders and, and people. And, you know, so um, yeah, let them learn. 
definitely let them learn mm-hmm. all kinds of things and they're going to bring it back and share it with you and you get to see don't it buy their the- books for them okay no you know what i mean like like force them to do their part you know parents oh a great parenting moment our child had a problem with uh her college when she got her college notice she had an issue with it and so we talked about it and we called and it was closed it was on friday and when i got home on tuesday she said i called the college i handled the situation and they fixed it for me mm-hmm. and i was like oh my gosh well, it did take about 3 days well but she called back no i'm saying it took, yeah, she, she called on, on monday it. and couldn't do it and she stayed on it without me reminding her or anything i just came home on tuesday and she said it's all taken care of i fixed yeah. it and that was a great feeling that was a great wonderful feeling because i didn't have to get involved and she was like whoa, whoa, whoa does that make me an adult i don't want all the responsibility i did say to her <laughs> so yes. okay this is dragged on long enough you need to call and say that answer is unacceptable but and she didn't have to do that she did not need to do that she just stayed on it and but the point is she did it on her own and we did not have to get involved she corrected it she got it fixed they sent her the information again and um had it been the other daughter, I'm not sure that would have happened because she's the shire of the two and she might not have been yeah. as stayed on it as, but, but the point is that they are, she already knows how to handle things. If there is a problem, she's mm-hmm. not scared to do it and all that. So it was mm-hmm. a great parenting moment of encouragement to go, you know, do it. And she did it and stuck with it. And it encouraged her to know that, you know, I'm not going to be up there where I can't figure things out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, we've talked a little bit about this, but not in great detail. So it's kind of catching you off guard. But I mean, what do you think are the boundaries a parent should have when their kids go off to college? What do you mean boundaries? You know, just like how much input, how much constant monitoring space, and those kind of things. Uh. Well, I mean, like. You know, don't force them to come home every weekend. Don't. No. You know, it's, I see that so much. You're not coming home this weekend. I'll probably be the one doing it. Yes, so you most give, likely. You can you can give dramatically. I'll moment. never see you again. I haven't seen you in you know four days or whatever. <laughs> now you're being ridiculous. <laughs> but I do think there's a lot of that. You know, I mean, there is, and I mean, you just have to every child's different you know if they haven't called in two weeks you may want to check in but nowadays too with social media and stuff more than likely you're going to see them like you know in passing on some so if they hadn't checked in media. would you say don't take it personal well i mean if they hadn't checked in in how long i mean you know if you if like a week um a week i don't know maybe at the That's beginning uh, at the beginning especially it's a long time but i was thinking about you know in my mind, when I went off to college, I'll be like, oh, well, I'll see you again very soon. And then all this stuff came up and it was like, oh, well, I can't go home this weekend. I can't go home this weekend. And I can't go home this weekend. that was before the internet, social media, texting, cell phones. I know. And that's I what mean, I'm saying. Nowadays, it's so different that you're probably going to have some sense of your child is alive after <laughs> a week, you know, whereas, I mean, you're not going to like I'm, I'm not a stalker. I don't even know how to stalk. If I need to stalk somebody or hunt, find somebody on the internet, I get somebody else to do it. Cause I don't, I don't, I literally can't ever find anybody I'm looking for, but I'm Not also really to stalk. Let's clarify that. That's just right. To find I'm, somebody. That's right. Just to like, if you're looking up for somebody for like, you know, just to find out information about them or whatever, if they don't come up in the first Google search, I don't know how to find them. Like, I don't know how to go any deeper. I'm just like a, 
entry level Googler, I guess. I don't know. But my point about the whole thing is like, don't, I don't think in college that, you know, you should have to track your child down every, you know, keep it open on your app, on your phone the whole time you're at work all day and know, like, see your kid go from one building to the other. I'm not one of the, some people do that. Some people are okay with that. Some people think they need that level of, you know, I need to know where my child is all the time. I, I don't, I think that that's part of them, um, you know, being out on their own and stuff. I have had conversations with, with both of the girls about how someone needs to know where they are. Someone needs to be able to track you wherever you go. Like, you know, let your sister follow you on whatever Mm -hmm. device, make sure your sister know, make sure your roommate knows, make sure somebody knows Mm -hmm. and can track you, you know, and that is important to me. And like I said, repeated conversations with the girls about that, but I don't have to be the one doing it. It almost develops a culture of uh, lack of trust. It does. You know, I, I totally agree with that. And I, and, and again, I do totally trust them. And so, but things do happen and I, we do live in the world we live in, which is not a perfect world by any means. I remember, so. I remember the time that, um, something happened and you remember that one of them's texts started coming to my phone and man you could read what they were what they were texting and something messed up with the telephone we were on the road when it happened matter of fact and and somebody told me well you just need to leave it like that and i'm like i'm not living like that you know it's just crazy you'll know who they're talking to all the time and brad's like i don't want to know who they're talking to all the time as a pastor ignorance is blessed yes blessed not bliss blessed so sometimes you don't want to know. <laughs> True. So, well, I hope these this conversation has been helpful for some of you. I mean, you may be going through some of the same struggles we are, and uh, we just kind of want to let you into our world today. And uh, it's official. We go tomorrow to get our payment orientation. Plan. We go. You to call be, it orientation. We go to be oriented in payment, college. Payment arrangements and how we will pay for college. <laughs> Um, I'm a little mourning in that regard. You're we'll, mourning every regard. We'll, we'll the last of everything, the, the we'll first of your out. payments. Be happy last you got a first of something. The first, first month of payments. But, there you go. Uh, first quarter of payments. So we will, we will figure that out, and uh, we will see what kind of lifestyle we'll be li- living after we get our payment. And so, uh, hey, they're on ramen noodles. We may be right there with them like college students. There so. you go. <laughs> Back to <laughs> what college What flavor students. did y'all cook tonight? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, but <laughs> bacon flavored ramen noodles. There you go, Aaron. That's a good one. So, hey, but uh, it's really Chrissy, not. thanks it's... so much for just uh, sharing with us, our audience today. And this is the reason that we were on the subject of transition. The Bible says, there is a time for everything under the sun, a uh, time to be born, and in my translation, a time to send your kids off to college. That's and right. so that's where we are. Some of you are going through different transitions and uh, with your children. Um, and man, we just pray that you will understand what has to happen. And um, uh, some of you are thinking, will I ever get my kid out of the house? So that's a whole different We have a whole different transition. We have Bradley entering pre-K and the twins going off to college all in the same year. So if nothing else out there, could you put us on the top of your prayer list? <laughs> yes. And, pray uh, for any any level of prayer you can give yeah, us. It's appreciated. So 
and other people's been using Bree for helping with their children. So she's kind of maxed out. So I was t- earlier today when she told me that I was like, "Ooh, not this a good bad time news for, for us." Exactly, not a good time for that. Thank so. you, not very much. So. <laughs> Anyway, guys, uh, man, as you're just out there and you're struggling and you're dealing with college or pre-K or any grade in between or maybe it's grandchildren or whatever it is, just remember that as you are fighting the good fight of faith, just please stay humble. My goodness. I can't say that enough. Every time. Stay humble. No, Not false humility, but in the process of walking humbly, just hustle really hard because... Hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. All right. We'll see you next time on our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed and it blessed you. If you would like to keep up with Pastor Brad, you can follow him at facebook.com at Pastor Brad Webb, F-O-G. We'll see you later.